Welcome to Zichur Daf Siman Member by Avram Golder, and today we're Masechus Kolim Daf Chabbeis, the eighth parak Karokim, and the last Daf in the Masechta. So the three Daps are going to focus on number one. The last Mishnah of the Masechta states, "Hashkolim va'abikurim enu nohagin elbifnei abayis." The mitzvahs of Shkolim and Bikurim apply only when the base of Mikdash exists. Of a ma'aser dagan, ma'aser behema, bechoros nohagin be mifnei abayis uben shlovifnei abayis. But the grain tithe and the animal tithe and the bechor offerings apply. When the base of Migdash exists and when it does not. The Tikkun Khan explains that after the Khurban of the base of Migdash, the land did not lose its Kedusha. Therefore, all mitzvahs that are dependent upon the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, including Trumas and Meisers, remain in effect. The Rush explains that the law of Bechur offerings continue to apply, since the Bechur is automatically sanctified from birth. The Mishnah concludes, If one was Makdish Kalim or Bikurim, the Ark Kodesh Rabbi Shimon says that the Bikurim do not become Kodesh. Pointing with the Gemara asks that if the Shabbos Musaf offerings and the Rosh Chodesh Musaf offerings are brought on the same day, which takes precedence? Rabbi Yirmi said that the Rosh Chodesh Musaf offerings takes precedence, and his proof is from the Halacha that if the Levim had to sing both the Shir of Shabbos and the Shir of Rosh Chodesh, the Shir of Rosh Chodesh takes precedence. Rabbi Yosef refuted this proof. Rabbi Chia said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that the Shir of Rosh Chodesh takes precedence in order to publicize and make it known that the day is Rosh Chodesh. The Tikkun Chadni brings Rabbi Yochanan's explanation from the Gemara Sukkah that when the Shir of Rosh Chodesh is given prominence, everyone realizes that it was clear to Basin that Rosh Chodesh had been established properly and no one will have any doubts about the matter. Rather, the Musaf of Shabbos takes precedence over the Musaf of Rosh Chodesh because the rule, any mitzvah that is more frequent takes precedence over the other. Therefore, one checks the Shabbos Musaf offerings and recites the Shir of Rosh Chodesh over them. And point with me, after the more clarifies that Rabbi Shimon holds that Shkolim that one consecrated nowadays are not Kodesh, Rabbi Yudah unto Daria asked before Rabbi Yosa why Rabbi Shimon holds that money designated by a ger nowadays for his kinim are Kodesh, whereas monies designated for a shekel nowadays are not Kodesh. Rabbi Yosef answered that in the case of Shkalim, one may not designate them in the first place. Because it's a mitzvah to bring offerings from the new collection of Shkalim, and this shekel will then be old. Therefore, the Rabban ruled that it does not become hectish to begin with. But in the case of money designated by Ger for his kinim, new money is not needed. And so, if he designated money for his kinim, it becomes Kadosh. So once again, the three points are number one. The last mission of the Sefta states, The mitzvahs of Shkalim and Bikurim apply only when the base of Mikdash exists. But the grain tithe, the animal tithe, and the Bukhar offerings apply when the base of Mikdash exists and when it does not. The Tukhan Chad explains that after the Khurban of the base of Mikdash, the land does not lose its Kedusha. Therefore, all mitzvahs that are dependent upon the Kedush of Eretz Yisrael, including Trumas and Meisus, remain in effect. The Rush explains that the law of Bechor offerings continue to apply since the Bechor is automatically sanctified from birth. The Mishnah concludes, If one was Makdish or Bikorim, they are Kodesh. Rabbi Shimon says the Bikorim do not become Kodesh. Pointing to the Gemara asks that if the Shabbos Musaf offerings and the Rosh Chodesh Musaf offerings are brought on the same day, which takes precedence? Rabbi Yirmiya said that the Rosh Chodesh Musaf offerings take precedence, and his proof is from the halacha that if the Levim have to sing both the Shir of Shabbos and the Shir of Rosh Chodesh, the Shir of Rosh Chodesh takes precedence. Rabbi Yossi refuted this proof. Rabbi Chia said, in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, that the Shir of Rosh Chodesh takes precedence in order to publicize and make it known that the day is Rosh Chodesh. The Tikkun Chadatim brings Rabbi Yochanan's explanation from the Gemara and Sukkah. 
that when the share of Rosh Chodesh is given prominence, everyone realizes that it was clear to Basin that Rosh Chodesh had been established properly, and no one will have any doubts about the matter. Rather, the Musaf of Shabbos takes precedence over the Musaf of Rosh Chodesh because of the rule, any mitzvah that is more frequent takes precedence over the other. Therefore, one shakes the Shabbos Musaf offerings and recites the Shir Rosh Chodesh over them. And point number three, after the Gemara clarifies that Rabbi Shimon holds that Shkalim that one consecrated nowadays are not Kodesh, Rabbi Yudah and Tudaria asked before Rabbi Yosef why Rabbi Shimon holds the money designated by a ger nowadays for his kinim are Kodesh, whereas monies designated for a shekel nowadays are not Kodesh. Rabbi Yosef answered that in the case of Shkalim, one may not designate them in the first place, because it's a mitzvah to bring offerings from the new collection of Shkalim, and the shekel will then be old. Therefore, the Rabban ruled that it does not become hectish to begin with. But in the case of money designated by Ger for his kinim, new money is not needed. And so, if he designated money for his kinim, it becomes kadosh. Alright, so now we go to our Simmer Dav Chabes, and our standard simon is a cab, a cab. So here goes. The enthusiastic cab driver who had just consecrated a shekel and bikurim and was playing Rosh Chodesh songs followed by Shabbos songs didn't notice the big sign that said shekels today are not Kodesh and will be considered old. Once again in slow motion. The enthusiastic cab driver, cab driver, that must be more enough, chabes. The enthusiastic cab driver who just consecrated a shekel and bikurim, which reminds the last mission of the Masech, the state, so shkalim bikurim eno nohagim el mifnei bias. The mitzvahs of shkalim bikurim apply only when the base of Mikdash exists. Aval meiser dagan, meiser behema, bechoros nohagim ben mifnei abayis, ben shlobitnei abayis. But the grain tithe, animal tithe, and bechor offerings apply when the base of Mikdash exists and when it does not. The Tikkun Chadin explains that after the Churban of the base of Migdash, the land did not lose its Kedusha. Therefore, all mitzvahs that are dependent on the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, including Trumas and Maishus, remain in effect. The Rush explains that the law of Bechor offerings continue to apply, since the Bechor is automatically sanctified from birth. The mission concludes, If one was Maktishkalim or Bikurim, they are Kodesh. Rabbi Shimon says, Bikurim do not become Kodesh. So the enthusiastic cab driver who just consecrated a shekel and bikurim and was playing Rosh Chodesh songs followed by Shabbos songs, which reminds the more as which has din kadima Shabbos musaf offerings or Rosh Chodesh musaf offerings. Rabbi Yirmi said that Rosh Chodesh musaf offerings take precedence and his proof is from the lacha, that if the Levim have to sing both the Shir of Shabbos and the Shir of Rosh Chodesh, the Shir of Rosh Chodesh takes precedence. Rabbi Yosef refuted this proof. Rabbi Chia said in the name Rabbi Yochanan, that this year Rosh Chodesh takes precedence in order to publicize and make it known that the day is Rosh Chodesh. The Tukhin Chadin brings Rabbi Yochanan's explanation from the Gemara and Sukkah that when the Shia Rosh Chodesh is given prominence, everyone realizes that it was clear to Basin that Rosh Chodesh had been established properly, and no one will have any doubts about the matter. Rather, the Musa of Shabbos takes precedence over the Musa of Rosh Chodesh because of the rule, any mitzvah that is more frequent takes precedence over the other. Therefore, one shakes the Shabbos Musaf offerings and then recites the Shir of Rosh Chodesh over them. So the enthusiastic cab driver who had just consecrated a shekel and bikurim and was playing Rosh Chodesh songs followed by Shabbos songs didn't notice the big sign that said shekels today are not Kodesh and will be considered old. Which reminds us that after the Gemara clarifies that Rabbi Shimon holds that shkalim that one consecrated nowadays are not Kodesh, Rabbi Yudah and Tudari asked before Rabbi Yosef why Rabbi Shimon holds that money designated by a ger nowadays for his kinim are Kodesh, whereas monies designated for a shekel nowadays are not Kodesh. 
If Yose answered that in the case of Shkalim, one may not designate them in the first place, because it's a mitzvah to bring offerings from the new collection of Shkalim, and this shekel will then be old. Therefore, the Rabban ruled that it does not become hectish to begin with. But in the case of money designated by Ger for his kinim, new money is not needed. And so if he designated money for his kinim, it becomes kadosh. So once again, the enthusiastic cab driver who had just consecrated a shekel and bikurim and was playing Rosh Kodesh songs followed by Shabbos songs didn't notice the big sign that said shekels today are not Kodesh and will be considered old. Mazel Tov everyone for completing the fifth Masechta. In this Maxer, Masech Hashkaim, grand total of 21 blot, 63 topics organized in our mind, blot by blot with the use of Simani. May we continue to grow Mechayel Chayel and be zochid to complete many Masechtas and all of Shas together and remember the Daf day after day after weeks, after months, and after years. And now it's time for our four blot back Chazor. Daf Yud so the symbol Daf Yud is a Chuppah. So here goes. The ten menorahs lined up in front of the Chuppah. Chuppah, that must be more on Daf Yud the ten menorahs lined up in front of the chuppah, which reminds us it was taught in Bryce that Esen menorahs, Asa Shlomo, Shlomo Melch made ten menorahs for the base of Migdash, five to the right of Moshe's menorah, and five to its left, and some of is based on Psukim, whether they were all lit or only Moshe Benus was lit. So the ten menorahs lined up in front of the chuppah, each had a block of wood the size of a truncated alma on top, which reminds the next Mishnah states, Shoshasar Shofar's Haiba Migdash, there were thirteen collection chests in the base of Migdash, and one of them was titled Eitzim for the donations of wood to be brought on the Mizbech. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Yitzchak said that since the site of the pyre on the Mizbech built by Moshe was only an Amma by an Amma, therefore the blocks of wood were only the length of a truncated Amma. The Karbana Eid explains that if the blocks were a full Amma, they would protrude slightly into the adjacent area on top of the Mizbech, which was designated as the Gladim's walkway. So the ten menorahs lined up in front of the Chopah, each had a block of wood the size of a truncated Amma on top. And we're burning donated Lavona, the size of a comet, which reminds us. The Mishnah say that if someone said, Hare Alai Lavona, if it's hereby incumbent on me to bring Lavona, he may not bring less than a comet. The more brings a source for this ruling, Nemar Khan Askara, and stated here about the Lavona that is offered on the Mizbech as part of the Lechem Apanim service, memorial portion, and Nemar Lahalan Askara. And it's stated there regarding the Mincha that's offered on the Mizbech memorial portion. So just as the Askara with regard to the flower of a Mincha is a full comet, so to the Askara mentioned here with regard to the Levona offered with the Lechem Apanim should be a full comet. And from here we derive that the standard amount of a Levona offered with a Mincha is a comet, and if Levona is offered by itself as an independent offering without the person specifying an amount, he must bring at least a comet. Daf Yotes, so the symbol for Daf Yotes is a yacht, a yacht. So here goes. The coin collectors on the yacht tour, yacht, that must be more on Daf Yotes. The coin collectors on the yacht tour were having a blast trying to figure out which chest a drop coin belonged to, which reminds us that the next mission states, If coins are found between the chest mark Shkalim and the chest mark Nadava, which is for voluntary communal offerings, if they're close to the Shkalim, they should be deposited in the Shkalim. If they're close to Nadava, they should be deposited in Nadava. If they're equidistant between the two, they should fall into the Nadava chest. After stating more cases, the mission concludes, We follow the closer one. Even to be lenient, mechsel mechsel lahachmer. When they are equidistant, we are required to be more machmer. The more explains that there are some who say that the reason that the David takes precedence over shkalim is that if the coins were deposited into shkalim, they might not end up being used and will become part of the shiar Lishka and will be used for non-sacrificial purposes such as repairing the walls of Yishlaim. Others say the reason is that a coin found equidistant between shkalim and David is like the case of one who died after separating a shekel, where the lucky is is that the shekel is deposited in the David chest. 
so that coin collectors on the Yatu were having a blast trying to figure out which chest a drop coin belonged to, and listening to the lecture on Maisu Shani's status of lost coins in Yushalayim, which reminds the next mission of states, Maushin Nimsuif Nesokri Behemelol Maisu coins that are found in front of the premises of animal dealers in Yushalayim are always assumed to be Maisu Shani. The Tikkun Khan explains that after the Regalim, people would not take their surplus Maisu Shani's home, but would leave them with relatives in Yushalayim to spend. Therefore, it was presumed that the majority of monies found at any time in the year in front of the Sokri Behemo were Maisu Shani. The mission continues that coins found in Harabais are always assumed to be Chulun. The Tikkun Khan explains that even during the Regalim, we assume they are Chulun since we go after the majority of the year, and the monies found during the regal may have been lost before the regal. The mission continues and says that monies found elsewhere in Yishalayim are assumed to be Maishashani during the regalim and Chulun the rest of the year. So the coin collectors on the yacht tour are having a blast trying to figure out which chest a drop coin belonged to, and listening to the lecture on Maishashani's status of lost coins in Yishalayim, until the waiter told them he couldn't recall if the fleshic dinner he served them came from the kosher store or the nitrate ones. Which reminds us that in the midst of a discussion regarding Sveikas, the Gemara brings a price to the teachers. If there are nine stores in town that sell nevela meat, and one store is selling shechta meat, if one bought meat from one of the stores but doesn't know which, he must be concerned for the possibility that he bought nevela. The Korban Eid explains that concerned means that the matter is not definite. He cannot eat the meat in question because it's possible nevela, but he would not be chai malkas since it's not definite. This is based on the rule of kol kavul Whatever is fixed in its place is treated as 50-50, so that the minority is treated as making up half of the total amount. The word continues, But where the meat was found in the street, and it cannot be determined from which store it came, we follow the majority. The Karban Ha'ed explains that since the majority of stores sell Nevela, the found meat is assumed to be Nevela, and one who eats it is Chai of Malkus. Davchaf, so the simmer Davchaf is a cafe, a cafe, so here goes. The cafe, cafe, that must be more on Davchaf. The cafe came under attack from vultures scooping down and taking patrons' meat and dropping meat in its stead, which reminds the more relates when Rub went down to Bavo, Chamsum, Mekun, Vachamralan, and he saw them acting leniently, so he ruled stringently for them. And one of the incidents brought a servant who was walking in the street carrying meat when a vulture came and snatched it from him and then cast it down in another place. The person went back to that other place to retrieve his meat and wanted to take it. Rub said to him, It's forbidden for you to eat that piece. For I say that perhaps the vulture had been carrying the meat of a nevel and cast it down. And it took that piece that was yours with it. Rub's ruling is based on the prohibition of meat that was hidden from the eye on account of the concern that perhaps the meat was exchanged with a similar piece of non-kosher meat. So the cafe came under attack from vultures scooping down and taking patrons' meat and dropping meat in its stead and attracted the attention of lost male and female sheep near Yushalayim. Which reminds the next Mishnah states that a behemoth found between Yushalayim and Migdal Eder, which is an area near Beis Lechem, or at that distance from Yushalayim in any direction, Zacharim Olos, males are to be treated as Olos, Nekevos, Zivchei Shlamim. Females are to be treated as Shlamim offerings. Rabbi Yudah says, Harui Pesachim Pesachim Kodma Regal Shoshim Yom, that which is fit for a Pesach, is to be used for a Pesach if it's found 30 days or less before the regal. The Karbana it explains that if the animal was a male sheep or goat within its first year, it's assumed to have been consecrated as a Pesach since the public study of Hilkas Pesach begins 30 days before the Chag. The Tanakamo, however, holds that people are especially careful with their Pesach offerings, so there's no concern that this lost animal might be one. So the cafe came under attack from vultures scooping down and taking patrons' meat and dropping meat in its stead and attracted the attention of lost male and female sheep near Yushalayim when it made its delicious dough bread that was baked, fried, and baked again in honor of its opening day. Which reminds the Gemara discussed the Minchas Chavitin, a special Mincha that's brought by Kohen the first time he performs the Avoda and brought daily by the Kohen Gadol. The Pusik states regarding its preparation on a griddle with oil it shall be made, 
scolded shall you bring it to fine bait minchas pitim takriv reich nichoach Hashem. A mincha offering broken to pieces, you shall offer it as a satisfying aroma to Hashem. The Gemara brings some alchogs about when the dough is baked. The Tanakhama says, Tufine tafenana. The word Tufine means they shall be baked after they are partially cooked. The partial cooking is the frying of the dough. Rebbe says, tafenana. They shall be baked while still attractive. The Tilkin Chattin explains it should be baked before frying, since frying blackens them and makes them less attractive. Rebbe Dosa says, tafenariba. They shall be baked a lot. The Tilkin Chattin explains that Rebbe Dosa holds the requirements of both tanaim and they are baked twice, once before frying, while the dough is still attractive, and then baked again after being fried when partially cooked. Daf Chafalv. So the symbol Daf Chafalv is a car pronounced Ka by people from Boston. So here goes. The Ka, Ka, that must be more on Daf Chafalv. The Ka, with the announcement sign that the Rabbani instituted no more Me'ila on Paraduma ashes, which reminds the Mishnah Daf Chaf Amaral stated that the sixth of the seventh night basin was regarding the Paraduma that there should not be Me'ila when using its ashes. Now, Rabbi Shmuel Nachman said in the Rabbi Yochanan that it would seem from the Mishnah that the rice of the ashes should be subject to Me'ila, but the Rabban goes that they should not be. This contradicts a Bryce that states that the rice of the para itself is subject to me'il, but not its ashes. So Rabbi Elbaal answered that at first, since the ashes were not subject to me'ila, people would debase it and put it on their wounds for medicinal purposes. The Rabban therefore decreed that the ashes should be subject to me'ila, the Rabbanan. Once the decree accomplished its purpose and people became restrained in using them, the Rabbanan goes there that the ashes should not be subject to me'ila, following the derisa din. So the Ka, with the announcement sign that the Rabban instituted no more Me'ila on Paraduma ashes, and that waded through the spittle-ridden, blood-filled upper marketplace where wild donkeys were speared, which reminds us that the opening mission of the Eighth Parak states that according to Rabbi Meir, all spittle that's found in Yishalayim is presumed Tahor, except for that what's found in the upper marketplace. Now regarding the upper marketplace, Rabbi Avin said in the Rabbi Shubin Levi that there was a laundry operated by Nachim there, and since Nachim are deemed to have the tomb of Zavim, which means their spittle is Tameh, and the upper marketplace is frequent by many Nachrim, any spittle found there was considered Tami. Rabbi Hanina said they used to spear wild donkeys there. Since the butchers were Nachrim, their spittle was considered Tami. Rabbi Shubin Levi said that just as they were spearing wild donkeys to feed the lions in the king's military, the only Ragalim were passing through on their way to Yerushalayim, and they waded knee-deep in the blood. Their bun didn't tell them to refrain from appearing in the base of Migdash. So we see from here that Dam Nevela does not convey Tuma. The Gemara begins a lengthy discussion regarding the status of Dam Nevela. So the Ka, with the announcement sign that the Rabbani instituted no more Me'ila on Parduma ashes, and that waded through the spittle-ridden and blood-filled upper marketplace, where wild donkeys were speared, was full of horrified women on their way to embroider and design the parochas, which reminds us. The Gemara addresses the different descriptions for the handiwork of the parochas. One Pasuk states, it's my Rokem, a work of an embroiderer. And another Pasuk states, it was my Sechoshev, the work of a designer. And the difference is, is that the work of the embroiderer has only one face, whereas the work of a designer has two faces. Rabbi Yudin and Rabbi Nechemi disagree about what this means, one face and two face. One says, my Rokem means the fabric had a line embroidered on one side and was blank on the other. Therefore, it was only one face, whereas Maisa Choshev had a line woven on each side, and therefore it was two faces. The other one said Maisa Rokim had a line embroidered on each side. The Tinkhadin explains that one face here means the identical face. Maisa Choshev had a line embroidered on one side and an eagle woven on the other side, and that's why it was described as having two faces. All right, now it's time to conclude our pop quiz, and this quiz will feature 15 questions. Here we go. Question number one. Which daf do we have a machos regarding the baking process of the Minchas Chavitin? That's on daf. Chaf. Good. Number two. Which of the one that the rabbis were goes to that there is no me'il on the ashes of the paraduma when they saw people were not using them anymore for medicinal purposes? That's on daf. 
Chafav. Good. Number three. We should think that when someone donates an unspecified amount of avona, the minimum shear is a kometz. That's on Dav. Yudchez. Good. Number four. Which stuff did we learn that all spittle found in Yushalam had the din of Tahor, except that which was found in the Shukah Elyon, that's on Daf? Chafal. Good number five. Which stuff did we learn that the Shir of Rosh Chosh comes before the Shir of Shabbos to give it more prominence and to show everybody that it was established property, people should have no doubts, that's on Daf? Chabez. Good number six. Which stuff they learned that when it comes to coins found between chests, the call is that you go after the closer one, Lahakel, and Maxel, Maxel, Lahachmir. That's on Dav. test. Good number seven. Which stuff they learned that Yechezkel had a vision of the stream trickling from the base of Middash growing to a raging river in the future. That's on Dav. Yudzain. Good number eight. Which stuff they learned according to Rabbi Shimon, a shekel designated today does not become hectish since Shkalim had to be taken from the Truma Chadasha and it will be considered old. That's on Dav. Chabez. Good number nine. Which stuff do you learn that if one is not sure if the meat he bought was from the kosher store or in the nine the veil shops? The rule is kol kavul kamechsal mechsadami. That's on daf. Yotas. Good number ten. Which stuff do you learn the difference between maisa rokem and maisa choshev in the weaving of the parochas? That's on daf. Chafal. Good number eleven. Which stuff do you learn the halachas for anointing a king, such as anointing him by a spring and using a horn of oil? That's on daf. Tezayin. Good number 12. Which stuff they learned that Shkalim and Bikorim only apply when the base of Migdash exists? That's on Daf. Chabez. Good number 13. Which stuff do we discuss the status of animals found wandering between Yushalayim and Migdal Eder? That's on Daf. Chaf. Good number 14. Which stuff they learned that monies found in front of the Sochre Behem are presumed to be Meister Shemi funds, whereas in Harabais they are presumed to be Chulun? That's on Daf. Yudtes, good. And number 15, which stuff they learned the rubbers mocked from the people in Bavo, that they were not permitted, Basar Shinisal Mina Ayin, that's on Dav. Chaf, excellent. That concludes the Baha Quiz. I'm Rabbi Avram Golden Zichum. Wish you a great day and great learning.